Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 311 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 311. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on our TV channel and simulcast everywhere um, on Apple TV, Google TV, uh, Amazon Prime, and uh, what are we missing? Roku. There it is. So for that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week, there are four. We're getting into that multiplicity consistently now. The first tool is called SimilarContent.com. Now, Similar Content is unique uh, in its value proposition because it helps with the optimization of the SEO value of the content that you're writing. It filters everything that you are creating for the purpose that you're creating it under the guise of what terms you're using for to best make sure that you're the authority of the topic to create relevancy and for exposure of the content that you are creating. Again, its main focus is giving you scorecards as to how well, based on what you wrote, it is towards what you're writing it for, both in term, both in keywords, Topically, it compares you against other people using it. It gives you suggestions of what other people are using that are also in the same space for what you're trying to write for. And its main focus is the value of the terms and optimization of your organic search optimization rankings. That is the first value proposition that it represents. The second tool is called neuraltext.com. Very similar in its purpose, neuraltext also is very much about defining by content how well you would show up in relevancy for what you're sharing content for. Uh, both of these tools are interchangeable in lots of ways. Uh, they at first determine what it is you're writing on. Is it for a website? Is it for an ad is for a social post because it adds different relevancy as to the context of what you're writing for. It then helps refine your optimization of terms that you're using, context you're using, voice that you're using, gives you scores for what you're doing. It really defines how you're putting your content together for the purpose that you're putting it together for. They refer to themselves as AI. I, I'm not as generous on that. AI to me is much more of an autonomous function than these represents. These Both of these and by example, I think are very good algorithmic driven 
conversational value tools. I wouldn't give them the AI function that they try to tout. It's a kind of a buzzword thing to it, but they give great relevancy, primarily focused on SEO optimization of the content you're doing, which goes to the purpose of what you're writing them for, which we'll get to in our technique of the week discussion. The next two tools is a little different, but for the same purpose. The next one is called writerzen.net, which is W-R-I-T-E-R-Z-E-N.net. Writer's Zen approaches it from a different perspective. Writer's Zen is there to help you with the creativity process. You go through a discovery process of why you're writing about what you're writing about. And if you're saying, hey, I want to write about goldfish. Okay, why are you wanting to write about goldfish? Is it for information? Is it storytelling? Is it to sell goldfish? It goes through a process with you to discover the intent of your content creation. It then will then filter it also through as to what platform you intend to put this content on so that, that you put it into the correct frame of what you're using it for. If you're storytelling uh, for a social post is a lot different than putting it on a blog on a website, both intent and in size and in context and in content. It also will go through the SEO process for optimization and value proposition as to the content that you've created. But its first initiative is to truly help you conceptualize and clarify the content creation process, the purpose and direction of what you're writing for. And the fourth tool, very similar to Writer Zen, is called Writer, which is R-Y-T-R dot M-E. Now, Writer works more towards, again, the creative process. On this platform, I will actually give it a little bit more credence towards the AI conversation because this is more of a guiding process for you. It helps ask the questions of, did you mean to say it this way? It might be better this way. Other people that are writing about this say this this way. What voice do you want it in? What context do you want it in? What messaging is the conclusion to this? How long do we have to get to the points that you're wanting to make? It still goes through the SEO value proposition at the end, but it is a afterthought compared to the primary thought. It also helps with what voice are you using? In what way do you want to project this? What is the, what is the, um, the tone of this is is, is is authoritative. Is it conversational? Is it is it lighthearted? Um, are you looking at this as a long explanation? Is it a story? Is it a description? Is it a selling point? All these things get used in helping you reword or shorten or clarify. And then it, you know, of course, what platform you're doing it on? Is it is it for social? And if so, is it for Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever? Is it for for uh, sales uh, ads? Is it for context on a website? Is it uh, in comparison to com competition? Do you have to really compare yourself to competition? All these platforms do at one degree or another variations of those same dialogues. It's just which priority goes first, the SEO versus the creation versus the context. There's different ways that each of these platforms approach the aspect of creating content. So the four tools that we're referring to today is similarcontent.com, neuraltext.com, and writerzen.net, and writer, R-Y-T-R M-E. And those are our four tools for view this week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week is a long statement, so bear me out on this one. The technique of the week is context, concept, comp set, content, composition, communication. You can be great at few, you can be good for some, you should be present for most, and average for all. Like I said, real long technique of the week, but you'll see why I had to make sure we threw in the kitchen sink on this one. 
content for what we need in our world of communication, key element of the five that I mentioned, is to be able to convey messaging information. For what purpose we're conveying that information is into the world of context. The context goes to, from that point, what is it we're trying to do from what we're presenting in content? And that is by message of, are we selling something, communicating something, or becoming an authority on something? And those aren't the only three. Those are just three top ones that we can pop out of the top of that. That gets into the world of the concept and comp set. What are uh, similar people also doing in the same space under the same auspices of content? Is their purpose the same? Are they direct competitors of ours? Uh, So forth and so on. Uh, And then, of course, the content is, strangely enough, the last part of that process. Because you have to go through what are we going to communicate? In what context are we going to be putting it in? What's the concept that we're projecting? Who are we comparing ourselves to or who are we competing with? And at which point then, what is the content that is that we need to share from that? Sounds in reverse, but in true honesty, that's usually the way the process of this goes. Unfortunately, everyone tries to be great at all of them, and you can't. Um, Jack of all trades, master of none, if that rings a bell for anybody. Um, You can be good, I should say average, at all of them. Meaning that you hit all five concepts, six really, if you consider communication being not the predication, but accumulation of it. Um, you can be present for most of them, meaning that you can be really good at three out of them. Um, you can be good at a couple of them, and you can be great at one of them. But you can't be great at all of them. And some people are really great at a couple of them, really. And there's exceptions to everything. So please don't. It's not a written in stone kind of conversation in that regards. So when you're looking at using the tools and instance of what we're looking for, um, you have to evaluate what your prioritization is. Are we looking to steal business from our comp- competitors in market, another hotel, another restaurant, whatever? If so, what are they doing? How are they doing it? And what tone are they doing it? What is it that they're sharing? What are they the authority on? How is it that they're doing it? What mediums are they using by doing this? That's where the tools come in. If you are looking at being an authority in general for what it is that you have to offer, who you are, what you are, your entity, your hotel, what your office of services, then that's different because then you're an authority on it already. You need clarity of concept. You need clarity of content. You need purpose. You need voice that is resonant to the imaging of your product. That has nothing to do with your comp set as it does have anything to do with your identity. If you're looking to go over and establish a place as as a mainstream of context of what you're sharing in the sense of your destination or shareability of content that you can contribute your authority to, now you're talking about the context of what you're doing, the content of what you're doing. How is it going to portray it? How do you share it? Is it related to events? Is it related to the destination? Do you use other mediums? What platforms do you use? Writing a blog means you have space to write, but is everyone going to read it? If it's an ad, is it calling a mission statement or call call to action fast enough and clear enough that people can react to what it is that you're doing if this is a social post is it storytelling is it invoking emotion is it invoking conversation is it sharing is it drawing the reader into what it is you're trying to share with content are you trying to be descriptive analytical uh, are you trying to be accurate and, and, and information sharing, you know as in directions and distances and so forth these are all variations to what you write about 
and not to keep muddling with all these variations, but that's what the tools are good for. So if you're looking to optimize your sharing of content, things like similar content or neural text are great first steps because they help you organize your thoughts into the first priority, which is whatever I create, I want to make sure it is the most valuable function for the largest audience. If what you're looking to do is to create emotion and engagement and loyalty and value of what you are as an authority to whom you are, then writer zen or writer are great starting points because it helps you in the creative process of what is it I can share? How should I share it? In what medium is best for me to share? What content should I be sharing about it? What information is most relevant to people that I want to engage with? So you see where the similarities but differences exist. You have tools that are focused on starting here, you know, in SEO, and you have other tools that are existing in starting with creativity or context. You have multiple aspects of your communication of content, concept, composet, uh, composition, communication is key element to all that. And now you get into, like I said, you can be great at a few of them, you can be good for some of them, you can be present for most of them, and you certainly should be average at all of them. Uh, and that's why I refer to all of them in one huge technique of the week statement. So that is our technique of the week. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review. Our co-host this week for the live show was Adele Gutman from AdeleGutman.com. Mr. Tim Peter with Tim Peter Associates. It was a rare, unique treat to have Mr. Tim Peter with us. Uh, he has been very busy, and it was a pleasure to have him on board, as was also Mr. Robert Cole with Rock Cheetah, who is the curator of our new weekly newsletter list that we share every week in the live show. Uh, if you'd like to send up your own free copy of that, which is always free, you can go to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash Rock Cheetah, all lowercase, no space, and sign up for his very excellent curated news list that he puts out each week, uh, just in time for our show. So uh, we started kind of fun with the... Uh, that, that statement that came up that I didn't quite identify with, and that was adulting. I didn't know what it meant uh, in the context of our conversation, so I, I, I learned a little something new that day. Uh, I had thrown out the topic conversation based on the relevancy of our current time of looking for labor and team members and so forth by asking how people are recruiting. And I felt that there was a, a inversion of mentality associated with recruiting, kind of an old template being used for new circumstance and that they weren't matching uh, the method uh, that all of us have been historically familiar with of the supplier saying this is what I want this is the education I want this is the experience I want this is the conditions that I want so forth and so on and you as the commodity or these you know the one that's seeking it uh, going over and then coming to me as the employer saying well I'd like to apply for that I think that modality has been inverted. I think there is a mutual um, evaluation as much as the employer will continue to evaluate the merits of a potential employee, albeit now the person that's more in the driver's seat, you know, the old buyer-seller mentality, uh, that the uh, future prospect employee team member is, is equally valued in their evaluation of whether they want to work for you because you're not the only person asking for their attention. And so what we offer as information from the uh, employer side is wholly inadequate for what is needed to solicit people's interest in coming to us. Just simply go to a, a job fair. And if you've ever been to job fairs in the past compared to the way job fairs are now, 
whoa, new world. Because when they first started coming back with job fairs where companies were looking for people, they approached it the same way they did with job fairs prior to COVID. Hi, I'm here. You're lucky I'm here. Uh, I have a couple of brochures for you to pick up. Let me be impressed with you. And maybe I'll, I'll give you an application for you to fill out that I'll consider. Now it's like, hi, can I get you a cup of coffee? Hey, do you want a donut with that? Hey, you know why it's so cool to work with us? Because we're all so cool with people. And we have, and I'll give you a free t-shirt and a hat and a koozie cup and a water bottle. And, and you get to meet your best friends. And we have parties every week totally different circumstances really bizarre uh in a good way in that sense and the companies that aren't doing that aren't getting new people brought on board they're losing people i'm seeing companies that these people were overworked they were you know they were the best that were the best that they were kept but they were overworked they were asked to wear many many hats were well beyond their scope never truly rewarded for their additional efforts and now that the economy is back to a high demand market where people are begging people for them to have, to have that talent and skill set to work for them, they're picking and choosing where they want to go, where they're walking the door going, if you don't give me this much money, I'm not coming. And you may think, well, that's pretty ballsy, but it's the truth because we have exploited those people for so long, paying them much less than what they should have been being paid or giving them stability in their balance of life that we should have been giving them, that now they're on the rebound going, no, I want this. And if you don't offer this, then I don't want to work with you. And we are being exposed for a lot of companies that they are, that uh, so many companies up to COVID and the pandemic, oh, we're a family-oriented company. We're a balanced life company. They were the same companies that put everybody on a, a Zoom call, put everybody on mute and told them they're all terminated. So much for family company. We have too many horror examples in our industry of companies that did that. And brands included. I ain't throwing nobody, but everybody under the bus. I'm doing, it's everybody, okay? Um, and the companies that didn't do that to their team members and kept them at all expense, they're the ones that are being able to keep the people. But then even them, given how much they may have overworked their team and not truly rewarded them or compensated them correctly for all the extra work that they asked them to do and not giving them the resources to see a light at the end of the tunnel, even they're losing their talented people going, gosh, you're not giving me anything for all this extra work. You're just expecting it. And you're not doing anything to find anybody. To, there's no cavalry over the hill. So I have nothing but to expect that this is going to keep going on for a long time. I don't want to do this. And they're leaving. And they're trying to find something else. And we're losing a lot of people to other industries. So we talked about recruiting. We talked about how the world has changed and what you need to do and how marketing needs to really get together with uh, HR and say, how do we make what we do sound what pe like what people want to do with us how do we re-inspire uh people i even brought up the fact that with our tv channel it's a huge opportunity to put a positive light on our industry because right now let's face it there's a lot of negative light on our industry we have overworked people that are giving poor performance poor service we're getting horror stories of people's lack of service uh lack of of, of but we're charging premium prices at our hotels premium prices at our restaurants and providing lesser service and lesser amenities we're killing ourselves with reviews that we're burning bridges now that we will take years to recover from so why can't we, you know, like I said, with the TV channel, we're talking about a lot of uh, companies that are wanting to put their products on our TV channel, simply talk about how fun it is to pull off an awesome banquet or how cool it is to just feel good about giving good service and, and working in environments where you're with other people that just enjoy the smile on your face when you give a smile to somebody else. The heart of the servant, 
the part of hospitality. Um, that's there and alive for the people that are finding it enjoyable and interesting to do. We need to get that messaging out too. So we're talking to some interesting companies about putting content on our TV channel, uh, which you can find on Roku, Google, Apple, and Amazon and all that stuff. So either here or there. So um, we talked about some of the realities of work as seen by the generation that you're a part of, how people perceive it differently based on uh, the generational component of their lives. Tim Peter didn't like that conversation too much because we you know, we talk about millennials, but millennials are in their 40s now, mid-40s. Uh, so it's more about the impact of how life has changed based on how they grew up, uh, more so than it is any particular age or age classification, just through the progress. Uh, we went through the discussion that, you know, it was not uncommon 50 years ago, 40 years ago, of lifetime employment. You were with a company if you, if with the mentality that uh, if you worked hard, the company would take care of you, and in turn, you took care of the company. And uh, that proved out to be a lie. And so the generation that came after that, seeing that, don't, don't have that perspective. They see what, what more of the perspective of what it is that helps them advance in life, and a company is a vehicle for that, and how that changed the, 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 the paradigm, <laughs> the paradigm as to um, how people perceive their work environments and the longevity of their work environments. We had some really cool conversations about that. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, how we decide um, who to hire, how to hire. We talked a little bit about uh, how the next few months look and prognostication. Tim is a big advocate of never forecasting, but always preparing. Uh, I think it's a bit of a strange way of saying doing the same thing, but making it different. Um, we talked a little bit about TripAdvisor Plus current updates of how they've realigned themselves on some stuff that people were complaining about. It was an interesting discussion of it. I'm still not a huge fan of them, uh, unlikely fan of them. I have no interest in them. I think it's just an abuse of the term membership and loyalty. Uh, but I think that there is a avenue of discovery that they're tapping into, which is the, well, you can be a regular guest or you can be a special guest. Which do you want? And if you want to be a special guest, it's no longer a free version of just signing up and getting something. You have to give us something to for us to give you something. I think that might be a direction things are going, especially with the limited limitations of our current service profile from labor and so forth. To get what you want, you may have to pay to get it, which unfortunately may be more true than we would like to admit at this point. Um, which got talked a little bit about our loyalty and membership programs based uh, on a variety of things uh, and how they're being approached. IHG's uh, pay-for membership and what have you. That came from our TripAdvisor Plus discussion. Um, then we had some fun conversations about travel stories that made us smile. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because as we go through this un totally unnecessary resurgence based on the ignorance of people that don't take vaccines, I'm sorry, I'm very biased when it comes to that, um, that um, we're facing a surge of, of tragedies for people that's totally unnecessary and preventable. It's like uh, watching people without seatbelts, like really. So that we landed, uh, we were, we're trying to slowly change over to a new format coming up on our anniversary next month. Uh, of getting down to an hour, but unfortunately we went over two hours again, as usual. We, our shows have always been two hours, but we're trying to change our formatting for the TV channel to be only an hour, because we do broadcast it live on our TV channel every Friday. Uh, but we're getting slowly there. We're weaning ourselves off of the two hours discussion, but this month, this show wasn't one of them this time. <laughs> um, I do want to bring up an article that did come, uh, didn't come up in our discussion, but was shared by Robert. Uh, and this one is TikTok just launched Spark Ads. What does it mean for marketers? It's an ad week program. Uh, obviously, I have to subscribe to AdWork to see the full article. But uh, what I wanted to bring this article up for not was necessarily it was an ad week article or what ad week said about it. 
Uh, it's just the fact that it exists. Um, TikTok was a dismissive platform for marketers. Uh, I think it's been mentioned many times by by people like Stuart and, and Stuart Butler, Tim Peter, Edward St. Ange, and so forth, that um, any new platform, successful platform in its usage is only waiting to be destroyed by a marketer, uh, exploitation of a platform. Um, TikTok was a hard platform to determine how to do that. Uh, its very basis of creation was based on creativity and short snippet and, and eminent engagement without necessarily a pitch to it. Um, that being said, uh, um, a lot of people know how, didn't know how to use it. Um, then there was people that... that were used it amazingly. And the cool part with TikTok was it wasn't if you only were 12 years old or 16 years old or 21 years old or 24 years old or 30 years old. Generationally, in some capacity, everybody had a hero. Every age group was represented in some way on TikTok, uh, which made it fascinating because you saw 50-plus-year-old, 50-60-plus-year-old people having very successful TikTok posts. Just think of the dude that was drinking uh, and riding a skateboard, you know, and singing, uh, well, what, um, um, Stevie Mac, uh, Fleetwood Mac, excuse me, Fleetwood Mac song. Anyways, it had its points that were very interesting. Then it went through the politicalness of, you know, how much information is being taken from the platform. It's emerging from all of that as a standard platform of engagement, much like I'm reminded of as the throes of when Instagram was in its early infancy before it was gobbled up by Facebook. Uh, so the fact that there are now spark ads, and what we mean by those are before any advertisement on TikTok was pure big corporate. They were the only ones that were allowed to even influence any sort of postings on, on TikTok. Now the platform is available for us marketers. We can basically promote a TikTok, uh, be connected to a TikTok. Is this the end of its demise or its burst of growth because now it has money infusion? Because up until now, there was no monetization of the platform. Only the audience was there. Now this is the monetization of the audience. Uh, how does this work? So interesting to think that TikTok has now entered into the realm of all other social platforms. Uh, and that is you can make money off of it. They can make money off it and you can sell stuff on it. So I thought it was very interesting that we're at that point now that TikTok has Spark ads and you can do them on there. So there you go. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Podcast, Breaker, the list goes on. 39 platforms and counting. You can even listen to us on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and a Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That helps others find this content. It also gives us great feedback. I answer each and every email that I give in relationship to the podcast. And of course, any suggestions you have are always taken to heart. And I always answer any questions and or comments that are made to us for the podcast. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, of course, you can subscribe to us, uh, to the show on the platform you discovered us on or any of those other 39 other platforms, 38 platforms, really, if you want to look at numbers um, as well. Uh, for an archive of all previous podcasts, you can, of course, go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Um, there you'll find all of our episodes and transcriptions and show notes and links, which you'll find always on our podcast for all the things we discussed today. Uh, also, uh, don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. 
called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. For that, you can go to replays on our TV channel online, which is hospitalitychannel.tv. Uh, you can also go to the archive page, which is our hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. There you'll find transcripts and so forth. We do translate these uh, captioning into 11 languages. Um, we also do a live broadcast of it on our TV channel, which you can subscribe to on Apple TV, Google TV, uh, Roku, and also Amazon Prime. So uh, you can watch our live show on every Friday, plus all a bunch of other different content you can subscribe to each month on it as well. Uh, if you'd like to see that, you can go to talktravel.tv or simply go to any of your platforms that you use, the Roku or whatever, and look for the hospitality channel. TV, and you'll find our channel there for it. So with that, my name is Lauren Gray. Again, thank you for the privilege of your time, and I look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 311 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserved, Copyright 2021. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.